Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week I'll be talking about League One bringing in the 20-minute red card rule and also going around the grounds for our pre-season games. Aikimashou! That was a weird Aikimashou. Anyway, uh, welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. Like I said, I'm Doug the Translator and yeah, obviously... In a bit of a lull in terms of uh, between major tournaments, we've had the World Cup done. The Japan Rugby League one is starting on the 9th of December, so just under a month to go now. Very exciting time. So we do have pre-season games to uh, go over as well. So um, yeah, a lot to get through. But firstly, going through rugby news of the week. So this week, the news of the week is that League One is going to be bringing in the 20-minute red card for this season. So I've seen it in Super Rugby, where if somebody gets a red card, they, they're out for the whole game. But after 20 minutes, you can bring another player in. Uh, so after 20 minutes, it will be back to 15 on 15, which uh, will help, I guess, a spectacle go on um, after an early red card or something. Uh, you know, we don't want, or fans don't want those um, kind of ruining the contest. So uh yeah, personally, I think it's a good move. There was, I guess, a caveat on that. They um, said for, I guess, things of real violence or foul play, they do have the opportunity to give a red card that isn't for 20 minutes, and it's for, like, the full game. Um, but I think the ones for the actual 20 minutes, it looks like it's going to be done through the bunker review system um, that was, the, that was uh, in place at the World Cup. Um, so they're going to have that in Japan as well. Basically, uh, if there's a yellow card worthy offense, then, uh, the player will go off for that yellow card. And, um, for the first eight minutes, they'll have a review from someone who looks like is going to be called the foul play review officer who's going to be at the ground. So it's not going to be in a bunker like it was at the World Cup. Um, so the foul play review officer or FBRO for short rolls off the tongue. Um, We'll be checking for eight minutes to see if it's worthy to upgrade uh, the card from yellow to red. And then the uh, TMO looks like we'll get that information and give it back to the ref within that eight minutes. But like I said uh, before, that is to try and make it so there's longer periods of 15v15 in all games um, and makes it more more even contest. But um, yeah, some cards will still be uh, red where you can't get somebody to come back after 20 minutes so yeah it's a little bit strange how that is just a very unique Japanese rule um and I think another thing that will be interesting with this rule in Japan is that you have a foreigner rule so um unlike any other leagues around the world you've got a certain amount of foreigners who can play on the field at a time you can have four up to four foreigners in your starting lineup so you're the category b foreigners who are non-rep foreigners so players who still in the future could be eligible to play for Japan. And then you um, also have Category C players who have already played for a different country, uh, so they're not eligible to play for Japan. So you can have uh, four of those players. Uh, obviously, any team can only have up to three registered Category C international players. So um, a lot of teams might have the makeup of three Category Cs and one B, but you can basically have any makeup uh, apart from four Cs because you can't have four Cs. But sorry, rambling. But yeah. With that, you can have six category B or C players in the match day 23. So you could have four in the starting lineup, two 
as part of your eight reserves uh, on the bench, which uh, can lead to a lot of different permutations. Um, if you have a Japanese player get the red card, maybe as a back, and you've got one foreign uh, back and two foreign backs on the bench, then obviously you can't bring the foreign player on for that Japanese player after 20 minutes if it means that you're going to have five foreigners on the bench. So um, I think you can put on players that have already been subbed off from my understanding, but you can't increase the number of foreigners you have to make it 15 on 15. So if for whatever reason, either you have injuries or something and the only player that you can bring on is a foreigner, but you've already got four foreigners on, then you'll still have to play with 14 men. So that's uh, one thing that, yeah, will... Um, make things a bit more interesting in Japan and it could also lead to things like double changes having to be made so maybe you have a, a Japanese player in the backs sent off so you want to bring that foreign back on but to do that you have to swap one of your foreign forwards who's already on with a Japanese back uh, Japanese forward on the bench to keep that uh, four foreigner rule intact so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes it won't be possibly as smooth as it is in other countries like in uh, Super Rugby but we will wait and see, and it'll be interesting to see what they deem as things worthy of straight red without the 20 minutes um, replacement player. So yeah, a lot to uh, ponder, and just uh, it's going to be a bit of a wait and see, I think. And then another thing heard uh, through the great friends is that the thing I was talking about last week with Sam Kane um, on the World Rugby site saying that his preseason games are going to count towards his ban when in Japan that uh, never happens, but supposedly because it wasn't in the Japanese competition and it's a world rugby competition, then that means that the preseason games count or something. I'm, yeah, not sure. Uh, seems like the rich get richer, to be fair. Um, you know, the, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's very consistent. But to be fair, I think Santori actually have a player who was or has a ban who they can't use the preseason games for and it's just actually Sam Kane. So, yeah, it's a weird... I guess a rule where it seems like it's um yeah, some players can use those preseason games, but yeah, again that one I'm just waiting to hear I guess clarity about that one, but will be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously you want to see the best players on the field uh from the first uh, game of the season, but you also want it to be fair across all the teams. So um yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams will be asking questions and inquiring if um yeah what the actual rules are and um who's allowed to use what as their games for suspensions. But um, yeah, again, that one's just a bit of a wait and see. And um, yeah, Japan Union isn't particularly uh, famous for giving all the answers or being transparent in terms of what uh, they release. So could just be a long wait and see until the first round and seeing if he's uh, named or not. But um, yeah, that's uh, I guess the update from the news I said out last week. But moving uh, right along to... Around the grounds. So with a proper preseason games uh fully staying up for most teams, we had six or seven games, sorry, um from the top divisions last week in their preseason game. So I'll just quickly go through those. We had Division One Torshipper Brave Lupus uh go down twenty four twenty nine to the second div shuttles. So uh good win for their shuttles are winning that uh game against Torshipper there. Obviously I'll preface that uh, preseason games, a lot of things are being tried, a lot of players are interchanging, you've got, you can have as many subs as you want, uh, rolling subs as well, so yeah, obviously you have to take it all as a grain of salt, but um, yeah, good 
start to the prep for uh, Shoki. Then next uh, we have NEC against Kamaishi Sea Waves. NEC getting a big win, uh, 64-7 against the uh, Sea Waves. So um, yeah, again, I think Lemekiu is actually uh, on the bench for this game. So um, they had their uh, and from the uh, World Cup back, easing him back into it off the bench. But um, yeah, good win for them. Uh, we also had the champions Kubota uh, Spears go down 12 to 26 against the Udayasu D Rocks. So again, D Rocks, uh, although they're a team in second div, they've got a great squad, good team. Um, and they'll be a team that I'm really hoping to get up out of that second div, uh, with other teams like NEC and Shoki. And like I said before, can't read too much into it, but, um, not a winning start for Kurta last weekend against, uh, the D-Rox. Obviously, a lot of these teams have had other preseason games, um, but a lot of those ones early on in the season do tend to be with a lot of, uh, the development players or the younger players who haven't had much opportunity, uh, throughout the season. So coming into November, you see a lot more of the teams, uh, with a lot more of the, uh, so-called, I guess, first team players, uh, to start get their combinations and whatnot. Um, we also had the Dinobores, uh, losing to the Docomo Red Hurricanes, 38-45. So a very high scoring game there. Played at the Dinobores, uh, ground, obviously as a Dinobores. Translator, uh, disappointing result were parts of it, uh, that looked alright and parts, um, that still need to iron out, but that's, uh, obviously what the, um, preseason rounds are for and obviously a good win for, uh, the Red Hurricanes. Um, then the first Div 1 v Div 1 game that I'm, uh, reviewing for this week, we had the Mir Honda Heat beating the Kintetsu Liners 36 to 26. So the Honda Heat are the newly promoted team beating NEC in the uh, playoffs last year, but um, got a good win against Kintes Liners, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how both these teams uh, go this season. Um, in Div One, obviously Kintetsu struggled throughout the season. I uh, didn't have Quade Cooper for the whole of the season, and then um came back for the promotion relegation games, and uh, they were able to get two wins against uh the D Rocks to stay up. So I'm sure they'll be looking to get a few more Ws um to add to the one they got against Kobe. Uh, last year, but, uh, yeah, moving right along, we had the Shimizu Koto Blue Sharks, uh, beating the Hino Red Dolphins, so the Battle of the, the Ocean, the Battle of the Sea, with, uh, the Blue Sharks winning 28-21, so another good performance from the Blue Sharks, who were disappointing in the promotion relegation game against Kuden last year to drop down, uh, division, but, um, yeah, have, they've got a lot of experienced, uh, players. They've got Sapuanga coming this year, and, um, yeah, we'll, be uh, very interesting to see how they go, as well as Hino, who uh, voluntarily went down to Div 3 after the uh, off-field problems that they had, uh, basically just uh, wrecking a bar in pre-season. Um, and then the last game was uh, the Cannon Eagles beating the Corbis Steelers, the battle of the uh, winged beast. <laughs> the battle of Cannon against Corbis. Cannon winning 38-12, uh, convincing win for them. But again, like I said, can never read too much into these uh, preseason games. A lot of things being trialed out. Um, teams would love to obviously get the wins, but winning is definitely not everything in these. And you see teams do well in preseason and then, you know, have a disastrous season in season and vice versa. So again, the uh, proof will be in the pudding, the uh, early Christmas pudding that we eat um, from the 9th of December onwards. Um, but then quickly, just going through the games that we have uh, this week in 
League One. Uh, on Friday, we have the Dinobores playing the Kurta Spears. This one's actually being played um, in Odawara, but a home game technically for Kurta Spears, who, yeah, I guess they're doing a camp there or something, but um, yeah, that's the Friday Ava game. So if you've got Friday Ava off for whatever reason, come on down and have a watch. And you also have Toyota against Honda on that Friday, the battle of the cars. Then on Saturday, we have Kintetsu against NEC, uh, before Santoli versus Toshiba, Yamaha against Canon. You also have Kobe against Toyota again. So I think, uh, it'll be two teams, two squads, Toyota, one of the Toyota teams playing Honda on the Friday before another team playing against Kobe. Uh, so the Toyota staff will be very busy this weekend. Uh, we also have the Blue Sharks playing the Sea Waves before the Water Gush versus the Dokuma Red Hurricanes and the Red Regulions go up against the Mazda Sky Active. So a lot of games being played uh, this week. Again, will be interesting to see how teams with new structures, with new coaches, new players are starting to gel. I think the over the next few weeks when you see the games, you'll get a better idea of how they're wanting to play. Um, but again, the scores won't necessarily uh, mean everything so um yeah take all those with a grain of salt but also great to have rugby back on i'm sure we'll uh, start to have the or start to get the japan international players um and the other world cup international players joining in on the games um depending on when i guess their team got knocked out or ended the tournament uh you'd think that the players from the final would get a bit more of a break before they arrive so not sure how many will be playing in these preseason games and also how many would, uh, yeah, be even right or ready to play in a new team, uh, in the start of December. But that also kind of makes it a bit silly for, uh, Sam Kane's suspension games to be these preseason games because there's a big chance that, you know, he's not even going to be in Japan or not going to be ready to play straight away without knowing any of the structures and stuff. So, but obviously, um, if you can use those as your, uh, suspension games, then, yeah, well, and I'm sure any team who had the opportunity to do that would do that. So I'm um, not taking anything away from Santori, obviously, just, uh, yeah, guessing, um, would like to hear the official answer from League One to see, uh, what the story is. But, um, sorry, another very, very short one this week have been pretty busy with all the prep, uh, on and off the field for the season and also, um, at home, very, uh, busy with life as well. So apologies. Um, but thank you so much for listening every week. Still get a great support from these kind of update news videos as well. Let me know if you've got anything you ever want me to talk about on the uh, Instagram or the email at Japan Rugby Weekly at email, oh, at email, Japan Rugby Weekly at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, again, thanks for support. Thanks for listening every week. And I will uh, talk at you again next week. Ariats. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.